You'll know when you have a wild woman. She'll practice her craft without boundaries. She is truly autonomous. Her loyalty is only to the family she serves, a midwife who will not allow herself to be held back by a system she didn't create. This podcast is for the birth keepers who want to grow and change. We're open to learning through self-reflection and supportive community. We are creating this space to explore without judgment. We are remembering we were born wild. Welcome back to the Born Wild podcast. We're so happy that you're still here listening. We are your hosts, Emma, Sophia, and Leah. Emma's always so surprised that people listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Cool. We're fun to listen to. All right. How's let's go in, ladies. Do our updates. How's everyone's week been? I had a good week. I was going to miss the last episode, but I got to listen to it like a regular old listener, and it was great. And it, was, it was really fun to hear the interview that happened. So. That was a bonus. It was my kids started school this week. It's the beginning of school. So Wednesday was their first day and um, it went really well. I think, you know, it was mixed emotions around having to get up and get ready for school and, um, but also them being able to see their friends and kind of a sense of normalcy and routine and you know, I have two middle schoolers, which is crazy. Um, it just feels like it goes by so fast. Um, but it was just fun to see them get ready and, you know, present themselves to their world and just watching them grow up is so amazing. Um, and then the weekend, uh, just kind of hanging out, finishing up some art projects, some beading. And some earrings. Yeah, if anyone wants full earrings, hit up because she's. If you're a birth worker in the general Northern California area, you must have a pair of my earrings. Apparently, <laughs> every birth worker has a pair of my Mooney earrings. Um, <laughs> but it's been really, really fun. I really enjoy crafting, and it's really meditative for me. I get to put on podcasts or I've actually been listening to and watching some of the hive seminars on midwifery. Have you guys heard of those? I've done. They were offering free seminars um, in July and we still have some going on. So I've been listening to those and beading and making pretty sparkly things for other birth workers. So it's been really fun. It seems like the fall this year is just much busier than typically I've noticed for I don't know for us you and I Sophia I don't know about other midwives but mm-hmm. it's definitely pretty booked up I feel like for me September and December are usually always pretty packed um, hmm. and I'm seeing that again this year um, yeah like our our average of how many clients we have per month really like bumps up in those months um and for a while I wasn't sure if the December bumped up because all the midwives were out of town I was the only one available (laughs) um well my week was really 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 great I went to Indian Springs 
little spa vacation with two of my longest friends. We did an overnight together. It was so great. Um, we did it about three months ago. And before we left, we booked another one. And um, before we left, we booked another one. <laughs> so we're just trying to do like regular mom getaways. Um, it's fun raising our kids together and it's also fun to get away from them together. Um, so we brought like 10 cupcakes and um, ate them till we were sick and then kept eating them. <laughs> And other than that, my kid's just losing teeth left and right. He, he woke up yesterday morning, was like, mom, my tooth is loose. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. And then like an hour later, he's like, I ripped it out. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> the first tooth, I feel like it was loose for like six months. And so this one, I was like, whoa, okay. And then yeah. this morning he woke me up saying, mom, another tooth is loose. I was like, no way. And then, yeah, like an hour later, He's ripping it out. And I'm like, Ben, are these, do you think these are actually ready, honey? Or are you just like <laughs> forcing your teeth out? Cause you know, you're, you're the tooth fairy is going to give you goodies. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, it's the natural progression, the bottom four. So um, I don't think he's malnourished or ripping his teeth out before they're ready. Um, but that's been exciting to watch him have these milestones these normal milestones that kids go through um and then I, feel like I heard a story of a student midwife who used to watch a baby story and pull her teeth out <laughs> that's a good segue over to infamous emma yes miss emma how's your week <laughs> that's so funny um good you know i have a sixth grader which is bananas um she just started school like she looked it's so cute i'm sorry to interrupt you but her school photos she looked like Cher from yeah, Clueless yeah. it was so cute gave her some money and she went to the mall with her girlfriends and came back with all Clueless Cher clothes and i'm like oh my god like it's the 90s are back in full swing <laughs> Uh, well, can, I, can I interrupt and tell you ladies something um, yes on topic so the first time me and my friends went to Indian Springs we were talking about that movie the Clueless movie and that song I'm gonna be a supermodel that song and we played it as loud as we could and we jumped on the bed and we were like holding onto the headboard though like breathing hard and like having like lactic acid cramps and just like not yeah. as young as we used to be we made it like 30 seconds into the song and we were like having trouble singing still um and we did it again this time it's like our new tradition and we were just laughing so hard because we're so old <laughs> she's so sweet because she's been going to the same school she was in kindergarten and every year we go in front of her school sign we make her take a picture and this year there was like all these little baby kindergartners like standing in line waiting to take their first day of school picture in kindergarten and then i made her stand in line and like wait to take the picture she's just dying because she's now like way too cool but she totally appeased us <laughs> like we only got one it was like you get one picture um it was very sweet and I don't know how how much longer she'll be willing to do that but it was very cool. 
Um, yeah, other than that, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't just out here just living, trying to drink lots of water, trying to complete all your modules. Yeah, working on modules incessantly. Mm -hmm. And you um, finished your because we were working on hemorrhage. We had that mm -hmm. fun office day. If you follow me on Instagram, you can see, and Sophia posted too the pictures that we posted from our office day when we did estimated blood loss. And it was very funny because we all have background in theater and the arts in some capacity. And it really shows in <laughs> the way that we interact. <laughs> it was very sweet. <laughs> you did amazing. I was really impressed with your guesses on, on the blood loss. You were like really close on, I mean, you were right with most of them and the ones that you were not, you were really close. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was really fun. Somebody did mention like, where's your placenta, Sophia? And I was like, challenge accepted. We're gonna redo this the next time we have a <laughs> yeah. want. Maybe it like hasn't born yet. Yeah. Well, but you would have at least been able to see the cord. <laughs> we were too lazy to go out to the car and get the prenatal bag. So, you know, yes. our props were limited. Yes. It was fun though. That stuff is great. It's, it was nice to like do some hands-on stuff. We talked about that. There's coyotes outside. Yeah, let's maybe let's talk about the idea of like having continuity of care and sustainability. Like and how we're trying to create like a small practice that can be sustainable and we can give each other breaks, but also not so big that there isn't like continuity with care. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, let's talk about that. Um, I mean, I guess I remember the first steps we took, Leah, was another midwife had mentioned to me that a new midwife had come into town and was going to assist her. And she had let her know that the assist fee where she came from is much higher, um, mm -hmm. like $1,000 when typically around here, we've been doing about 500 for an assist fee more um, in Northern California. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Leah and I had chatted about that and had decided like, yes, that does feel better to like receive that. Um, mm -hmm. and that we wanted to, you know, baby steps, work our way up to, um, you know, paying each other that type of assist fee. So yeah, we've slowly been working our way up to a thousand and that's what we've been paying each other sometimes we do trades and sometimes we pay each other um but it definitely feels better to receive that than five hundred dollars um and the kicker is we call each other a lot earlier too um we don't just call somebody just at the very last minute to come in just for the birth it's more of uh teamwork you know um that we come into the birth as a teammates um and that means sometimes you're with me for days and sometimes you don't make the birth you know um, mm -hmm. but um it's it all evens out and it's nice to have the help with cleanup <laughs> um 
Yeah. How's it been for you? I know our dream is to have, you know, be able to have a practice where we can have some time off too. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, it may, it made and makes total sense in that it's like, if you're, I mean, just from a financial perspective and like as a midwife who's, um, having someone come in to help you is yes, it's more money, but the amount that you get in return, like if you're already going to be paying another midwife $500 or, you know, and in the Southern Marin area in San Francisco, it's more than that. It's like, I think it's usually around 700. It's like a percentage and then a different amount for like, in addition to a visit and being on call but it's not that much more money um, to really feel like you have more of a partner in the birth. Like to me, knowing that you're gonna come and back me up and if I need to sleep, like doing, you know, what we do where we spell each other and get a couple hours of sleep, like that's everything. Like that could change the entire landscape of a birth, you know, Mm -hmm. and just feeling like, okay, you're invested, I'm invested, you're here. And it's not just, okay, it's the very end and someone's pushing and you're there just in case, you know? Um, Yeah, to me now, I can't imagine doing it any other way. Mm -hmm. And I think because you and I work with each other so frequently that we do trade a lot that like it doesn't even, like there's, there isn't really a monetary value to me on it. It's just like, I'm there for you. You're there for me. You know? Yeah. 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 And I know we have talked a lot um, about how to make this sustainable to student midwives too. Mm -hmm. Because we were both student midwives once upon a time. And we try to always remind ourselves what, didn't work for us and what we would have um, appreciated from our preceptors um, and try to, you know, bring that into our teaching. Um, So I wanted to check in too with you, Emma, on like hit and misses with, um, you know, being a student and like the challenges you're facing and, um, you know, like when you are a midwife, and you have a student, how, what would be ideal? Yeah, I mean, I was in, I had a couple of different experiences with different preceptors and I was commuting quite um, a bit and not receiving any financial compensation for that. And that was really, really challenging. And it just made being a student like pretty much unsustainable for my family. Um, so then I, stopped working with that midwife and I began working with you guys and then also another midwife up north and um, now I get paid I assist her so I get paid an assist fee which is really great Um, and it just makes it more um, doable to be gone and spend five dollars a gallon in gas and it's just hard, you know? I mean, it's really challenging to do this work and especially like students that have, that are doing like the long haul of 
midwifery school. Like it has not been a two year program for me. It's been much longer just with a bunch of life stuff. And um, so it's not always a straight shot. And so it just becomes um, really difficult to keep going and um, without having that sustainability. And I mean, there's definitely a bunch of side hustles that you can do and utilize. Um, but yeah, I mean, the dream is that any student that you have or that I will have in the future that, that everybody's cup is full and that everybody's getting something out of it, even though, you know, the experience is invaluable. It's also, you know, it's really difficult. So, yeah. What are some side hustles that you've been doing or considering that have been um, helping you? Because I'm sure there's uh, student midwives listening. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I do placenta encapsulation. Um, that's a pretty good side hustle. A lot of people are interested in that. And so we offer it during prenatal visits. We talk about it and, um, and a lot of people are interested in that. So that's cool. Um, what else? I, um, I'm also a musician. So I, this is not birth related, but I'm the um, music director at a local church. And that's just great because I can fall back on piano lessons or, you know, things in the arts if I had to, um, which I do. So um, that's cool. And then other than that, um, what else am I doing? Yeah, I mean, I, photography is a really good source of income. It's something I've definitely um, thought about pursuing uh, to make some extra money. Um, uh, that was I know a lot of, oh, sorry that I was going to say that was the most lucrative one for me. Um, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to find something else that you can do that doesn't interfere with, you know, being able to go to births. Can't really hold a lot of other jobs and be like, hi, I have to go. And I don't know when I'll be back. <laughs> this is right. fly well. Um, so photography was a great one because like placenta work, there is a very limited population who's interested in placenta work. Um, but with photography, you could take pictures of anyone at any time for any occasion. So it was great to be able to like do a flash photography sale when I was strapped for cash, you know? Um, so that, that was the one thing that helped the most if I had to like just fall back on one of them it would have been that one um mm -hmm. but my three were placenta work doula work and photography to support myself mm -hmm. through school yeah mm -hmm. yeah the COVID thing has really wiped out a lot of um doula yes gigs mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah we had talked about doing um postpartum doula care for our families too and that that will be opening up for you as well which will be helpful for everyone involved <laughs> yes. yeah Leah was there anything you did to put your to help yourself through school or was your um husband able to um be like sole income while you just focused on midwifery or what was you, what was that like for you you know, I did doula work mm -hmm. a lot, like birth doula work. Um, I was able to get childcare scholarships because mm -hmm. I, I did school um, with a very small baby and pregnant. Um, and then 
I just, for whatever reason, the universe kind of aligned and I was able to get through midwifery school, like fairly straightforward. Um, the timing just worked out my, you know, their dad was, was working and I got scholarships through Marin. Um, I guess it's called something else now, but it was like Marin, um, education fund, whatever. Um, so I got childcare scholarships and apprenticeships kind of presented themselves. So I, I did school in less than four years. Um, just kind of like pounded it out. Yeah. Um, but I never got paid to, I, mean, I apprenticed with a midwife really briefly where I assisted her um, and she paid me, but in general, I wasn't assisting midwives as a student primarily. Like there was always another licensed midwife present. I was like just in the student role. I never replaced having a second midwife there. So I wasn't paid like as the assist, you know what I mean? Um so I never made, I mean, again, other than maybe like a couple births, like made money as a student at births. Um, so it was just, just doing that. And then trying to think, you know, maybe like odd jobs here and there, but I just kind of threw myself into it and had the opportunity to do it and a very supportive partner. So I just kind of got it got her done which you know has its pluses and minuses I definitely missed out you know I'm sure on on things with my kids you know but having gotten it done now I have been you know am licensed and can be more present with what's going on with them now so it's just you know it just was the way it kind of worked out but yes, birth work by far. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it was all easy all the time. I mean, it was definitely like dealing with um, being gone for days, you know, and staying at the hospital while my, you know, my kids are with their dad and him having to navigate bottle feeding and stuff like that. I mean, pumping in the bathroom at the hospital. So it wasn't ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah pros and cons mm-hmm, for I know, sure I know we've talked about um like that our little dream birth cohort would be potentially for midwives the idea that we could have a two and two scenario if we had two families in labor at the same time and it would give us the ability to have three midwives on call for births while one stepped out, you know, to take a little vacay or something like that, um, to where mm-hmm. it's not such a huge practice. And there's also the continuity remains, um, but the sustainability piece gets brought back in, in the sense that we could have more regular um, time off um, and off call. Um, and it, yeah, it just feels like we're getting closer and closer to that little goal. Um, when, um, you know, we have some other student midwives who are coming back into the picture. Um, yeah, so that, that feels good. I'm curious if anyone's listening and has a really small practice, what it looks like. Um, Cause I've heard of like, partnerships like midwives who work together solely kind of like how you and I almost do Leah but um Mm -hmm. but it doesn't leave room for being off call because the assist still needs to be on call you know so it's it's hard to do that with two um 
And then when you have three, that would be nice. But then the idea of, well, what if, you know, two went into labor at the same time, you got to rally in a, a fourth midwife. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about our little vision we have. Um, yeah. Yeah, just playing around with what it, you know, what it would look like to have our ideal client load between the practices, you know, it's like, it's funny when I explain to people, it's like we have our own separate practices, but kind of our practice partners and that we mostly work together and, um, you know, in the, I like the idea that, um, people get to know you enough that like on the off chance that you were needed to back me up at a birth or I couldn't be there like the whole time is primary that, that, you know, it's not just some midwife that they barely know, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's fun because we have a new client that we're going to be doing shared care with all three of us. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be going mm-hmm. to all her appointments. So that's um, exciting. She kind of you know, loved the team and hired the team versus hiring one of us. So that's um, neat to see how that all unfolds um, because yeah, instead of getting to know just one midwife really well, she's going to know all of us equally. Um, Yeah. So anyone listening who does have, um, you know, a small practice, but is more than one midwife, (laughs) we'd love to hear how that's working for you and what you would do differently. um, If you could, um, as we fine tune what is ideal for us, um, and our the families that we work for. Um, Yeah, is there any last info you ladies wanted to say before we close? I don't know. I mean, I think one thing that you and I agree on, Sophia, and that's like really important to us is sustainability with student midwives and encouraging, you know, like I have my student Nina, who's been on her, her maternity mommy break, um, but is coming back and finishing up. And, um, you know, I always have felt like the more the merrier with midwives and if we can't find a way for um, schooling and training and all of that to work for for women especially women with families then we're doing something wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the point of midwifery um but just ways to have it be sustainable financially and otherwise um for students to get more midwives licensed you know um so i'm always Uh, I'm curious what's working for people and what's not and all that. Yeah. And we always try to encourage Emma and now Nina to speak up, let us know what you need (laughs) to keep going. You know, I remember my preceptor encouraged me to do that. You know, she's like, I want you to continue to be able to do this. Let me know if you need something, you know, Um, and that was helpful. Um, So yeah, I wanted to make sure that Emma always feels that way, that like, tell us what you need to make this as the least amount of stress as possible. Um, yeah. Great. Well, it's good seeing your face. And, um, we're going to be very busy coming up. So probably lots of birth stories soon, soon. Juicy, juicy birth stories. Yes. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see you too on office day, Thursday.
Just kiss. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You can find us at Born Wild Podcast on Instagram. For inquiries or feedback, you can email us at bornwildpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me, Emma Ray, on Instagram at Emma Ray, R-E-A. Sophia at sophiabirth.com. And me, Leah, at Bay Area Homebirth. We would really appreciate it if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us reach more people. And as always, stay stay wild. wild.